everybody. Welcome back to Grey's Academy. This is part two of the Here's to Future Days episode. If you have come here first, please pause and listen to part one and then come back. We will wait for you here. We will. We're going to we're going to set up the what's the Jeopardy music? The the do 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 do. Congratulations. You've now listened to part one. We're so proud yes. of you. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Yeah. We will be starting with this uh, this episode with everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Simple. Oh, classic. Classic. I hope everyone enjoyed singing along to that. I love how many people say they sing along to that. That makes my heart <laughs> so happy. I hope people like... Because there are podcasts I do where they have little segments that are literally just that short, but they will get stuck in my head and I will sing them like walking around Target. And so I, I like want to be that for other people. That brings me joy in my heart. It's it truly. So I was listening to uh, shout out Megan. I was listening to our episodes um, on the way to work and then on the way home from work. I, I a new White Sox podcast dropped. So I listened to that one first and I finished up our episodes. And um, when she was just talking about the energy and the joy that she experienced uh, while doing that. And also while I was editing the episode, <laughs> Like, so I had to, I mute our tracks and then I go through and I make sure to line it all up and I could hear her mouthing it along to herself mm-hmm. and like, I got emotional. It's like, <laughs> did you not see her do it when you were, when you were doing it? No, I was so she into singing it. I was so She's into like, singing it that I, yeah, yeah Shout I, um, we love her. Yeah. Big fans. And I, I know that I have a little bit of a uh, of uh, ego slash narcissism, but people like Kelsey know that I'm just a big ball of squish on the inside, and I'm it's very both sentimental. Of those are true, and it's um, not a little ego. Uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but no. But Carmen it, does get the feels. Carmen has big feelings. <laughs> yes, and um, it's just it really it really does mean so much. And when anytime I message someone for the first time, which I was able to find um, one of my shout outs, I think I have two. Um, I'll need to see if I can find the other one, but, um, when people, when I ask them, like, what's their favorite part about the podcast and they will say this, 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 and then they, when they say living in Shondaland and they yell it at me and they capitalize all the yes. words and, and that it just, anyone emails it or text messages me on Instagram, it's always in all caps. And I just love that so much. It brings me so much joy. So, um, so Instagram is still being weird. It's not letting me load my messages all the way where I want it to be, but I want to for sure shout out a new friend, uh, Marianne. Um, so we were messaging back and forth and it was very, it, like very quickly. I was like, Hey, like, what do you think about the show? And obviously no spoilies. And she really just went in and gave just an amazing long answer. Uh, one of the things that she called out was your and my friends, friendship dynamic. Uh, she was saying that one of the favorite things that she loves to see is platonic male, female friendships. But we also have uh, a very similar dynamic to how she would, you know, she feels very similar to how you would interact uh, with her platonic male friends and uh, just the conversations and how things surface there. Um, but she also said, I love when you get corrections, either wildly correct or wildly incorrect the ones where you're kind of close i don't like but i love when they're so wrong or so right so um there's a lot more in there but uh she obviously loves shondaland and uh i I think we're her favorite podcast so um also just (laughs) it it truly is just so so wonderful and just uh another shout out to uh josie um uh, really appreciate you and and your constant messages. And Brianna, you are just truly a gem. Uh, she wished me happy birthday, and she uh, is always quick with a with a with a friendly message just to to reach out. So, um, with that, okay, living in Shondaland, we have three people. Okay, okay. <sighs> Already named two of them. Oh yeah, easy. Um, Paris, Paris Geller, Connie. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie, 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 with a B. Bonnie, Bo- Connie with a B. <laughs> <laughs> and remember that time she died <laughs> in a shootout. <laughs> it was truly sad. Uh, it wasn't funny. Um, and the judge, the judge lady, uh, who Verna. is, uh, yeah, Verna, uh, who is Owen's mother. Uh, also, so Paris is Allison, um, in, in the cancer ward with Izzy. The third one is 
I feel like the easy answer is Charlie, so I'm going to say Charlie. It's not Charlie. I'll give you one more guess. Is it the kid? The neuroblastoma kid? No. No. Hmm. Is this going to be an easy one that I should have seen coming a mile away? No. I mean, yes and no, I guess. Is it? I, I don't. Is it's it the the, the, the recruiter? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Welcome to the army guy. Yeah. <sighs> it's those okay. one liners that Shauna <laughs> likes to sneak in and fuck mm-hmm. everyone she over. Um, Fucking bank teller. Okay. So Liza Weil, Allison Clark, uh, one episode of private practice also that we have not seen yet, but wow. <laughs> rounding us out. Yeah. She's, she did that as well. Is she in Bridgerton? No. Ah, if only. Uh, Almost has the whole Shonda Infinity Gauntlet. Murder. Yep. Uh, six episodes of Scandal. Deborah Mooney, who plays Evelyn Hunt. Uh, three episodes of Inventing Anna. Eleven episodes of Scandal. One episode of Private Practice, which we already saw. The episode of Private I, Practice that you. I remember, remember that. that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then J. F. Davis, the recruiting officer. Was in one episode of Station 19 and one episode of Private Practice. Um, do you remember the episode with the girl who was dying and she was like already married? She was in high school and they were like going to give her, they were going to make her a baby with her like high school boyfriend or husband. Yes. Yes. Um, it was her dad. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then the guy like panicked and is like, that's what yeah. you want, not what I want. And then they didn't give it to her, which was the right call. Correct. <laughs> That show, I do need to go and I need to find time to watch it. That show is wild. Yeah. Like, it really is. There's some stuff in there where, like, Tay Diggs and uh, what's his ex-wife's name? Audrey McDonald in real life, but, um, my God. In, in the show. Naomi. Vic- Naomi. Naomi. Uh the the things that they disagree on in this show, it's like they could not be farther apart on some ethical stances that make no sense to me. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's a good, it's a decent show. Yeah, it is a great show. Anyways, thank you for living in Shawnee. And Kelsey, shout out to you because I know how much work goes into this to <laughs> to you. scan through uh, all of the IMDb pages and to cross cross reference that. So, thank you, thank you for all you do. Thank you so much. I've started doing them separately because I used to be like, okay, Michael, I'm going to go watch my episode. And then I would come down and do like all the research in the Shondaland first. And then it would be like 30 to 45 minutes later. And I'm like, I haven't even watched the show yet. Because <laughs> I've just been doing all of like the date and the views and the date and the song and the director and all that stuff. And then I'm like, Ugh, I guess I should also watch this. <laughs> anyway, I don't think people really understand how much research goes into like the effort that we put in the behind the scenes thing for yeah. this you <laughs> obviously much more than me uh but i'm watching the show for the first time so like that's two hours <laughs> that i spent on a 45 minute episode typically yeah, yeah. jessica the other day was like talking this was a while like i don't remember what we were talking about but we were talking about like watching the show and she was like i can't watch it with him she was like the pausing she was like it drives me insane i was like yeah it would be annoying like for me especially with like really memorable episodes i can like take my notes while i'm watching without necessarily pausing because i know like what is about to happen so i'm just like typing about it as it happens um and then i'll just pull up the transcript and like copy and paste certain quotes um when i want like longer quotes in but yeah i know you really will pause a lot well, I don't remember what the thing that broke her. She actually was going to watch an episode with me and she got up and left the room. But I, I, the episode was on for legit less than 10 seconds and I paused it and she's like, what possibly could you be writing down? The show just started. It's just, it's just the recap. And I'm like, the recap has a lot of stuff I need to make note of. I need to make predictions based off this recap, babe. You Do you not listen to our podcast? She said, no, I really don't. She listened to like one episode and I was like, oh, you listen? We and she's were like, so excited. We were like, yeah. oh, wow, she's being a supportive, supportive queen. And then she was like, no, nah, I'm busy. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I have YouTube videos of girls who put makeup on while talking about murders to listen to. That's not what I listen to. <laughs> That's what she's listening to. I know. I'm just saying that it's not what I I just don't. Anyways. Okay. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, Bailey Weber and Arizona, Arizona. So 
Arizona's like, hey, Miranda, like, I know it's been a rough go of things, but I've got the surgery and like, it's going to go great and it's going to be super easy and the kid's going to live and like, you're going to love it. Um, and you should really come and do it with me so that, you know, you can feel the joy. And she's like, cool, that sounds great. And then Weber comes over and is like, who's Santa Claus? And she's like, um, she goes, Hold on. an old white man who lives at the North Pole and enters people's homes inappropriately. And he says, no, I am Santa Claus and shows her this like big fancy robot that he bought um, because he doesn't want her to leave general surgery. He wants her to stay and not do peds. Um, so she ends up like doing several surgeries with him and then blowing off Arizona and Arizona realizes what, what Reber is doing and she confronts him about it. And it is hilarious. So funny. Tell me your thoughts on this scene. So she's explaining, she's like, I want you to know that I'm angry. So I'm about to start crying, (laughs) but I need to also explain to you that I'm crying because I have problems being angry at authority figures because I respect you. Like I respect my father. Yeah. She is such a, like she, Remember, remember when we first were introduced to Callie Mm -hmm. and she was kind of like very rigid. And then all of a sudden she got these very comedic lines with like Addison and they were just like um, Mark. Yeah. So I feel like they're getting to that point with Arizona. And I think last episode with her really pushing Callie of like, we had a date, like this is like what happened, blah, blah, blah. And then to see this. I'm really starting to appreciate her as an actress, but also liking Arizona as the character. I kind of was indifferent on her for a while, but now I'm hoping she sticks around for at least to see Izzy die. And (laughs) then, but yeah, it's just so funny. And she, she sees it and she's like, I will win. And Weber's like, okay, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, Bailey ends up blowing off the surgery with Arizona and the kid does live. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell him, you know, that they're going to, you know, I'm going to tell his parents that he's going to be okay. And you should come and see that and like, see the joy. Um, and, you know, obviously Bailey goes and she takes Callie who is still upset about the leg cutting off and Dr. Swinder, who is upset about Paris Geller dying. Um, and she takes them and it's like, this is why we do this. This is the joy. Like, you know, we forget sometimes because it's like, it can be rare and we need to like hold on to it and remember that this is the reason that we do things. But I would like to know your thoughts about um, what Bailey will be doing moving forward in regards to general surgery and or uh, Pete's fellowship. I think that her character makes more sense in Pete's with her arc that she's gone through, I think Arizona's right. She has the heart for peds. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she goes to peds though. I think okay. she stays in general surgery. Uh, my official prediction is she stays in general surgery because she, it would be a disservice to so many other people with her, uh, not going that route. Not to say that what in peds, it isn't as valuable of work. I think the way that they're portraying Peds right now in this show is laying in bed with a girl while her dad tries to find a ticket to Mexico. Yeah. As opposed to the physical storylines around the kids and around the surgery. I think keeping her in general surgery makes more sense for driving the show forward mm-hmm. and the storyline and the plot and the potential taking over for Weber, but I think she's better in it, better made for peds, but she's going to stay in general surgery. Also, it is worth pointing out Weber is a manipulative, a manipulative little prick. Uh, yeah, he's really using his authority. I'm like, you did not just spend millions of dollars of hospital money on this robot to keep this woman in general surgery. Like that is bad leadership. Yeah, it is a gross misuse of funds, even though I'm sure it's going to be great. You're going to, what they do, they did a, a surgery through a belly button or something. Yeah. And they so, said that was even less invasive than a laparoscopic surgery, which I had a laparoscopic, laparoscopic surgery through my belly button. And it was already very non-invasive. Um, I, I think with the, the Da Vinci machine. was super painful. So I wonder if what the recovery, it, like the difference on the recovery with that. Well, the difference is in the Da Vinci, you just do a clap two times, like a clapper, <laughs> and then, and then the surgery, surgery is done. Yeah, it's yeah. done. 
I also want to call out the line in the beginning where uh, Arizona was basically like, hey, what's up? And Bailey's like, uh, staying away from kids who are about to die. Is that what you got for me? Like, what's up? Who's yeah, oh, gonna ex- a, do you have another child for me to get overly attached to? Before they expire? <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, dang, Bailey, that's morbid. But like, also, yeah. that has been how they've portrayed so Pete's. Has- been what's going on with her so also when she's doing the lightsaber noises uh, oh yeah I knew do you watch the show with the captions on yeah so it actually it literally in quotes, says lightsaber noises yeah if that wasn't there and weber didn't say are you making lightsaber noises i would not have gathered that she was making lightsaber noises they were um, not that I also, great i did not care for the fact that she's like i'm not anymore he should have been like no no do it live yeah. your truth be your little nerd self as confirmed, it is canon that Bailey is a big, big Star Wars, Wars fan. fan. Yeah. So I wish she would have said something to the effect, like if either he would have said it or she would have said it, something to the effect of uh, the force is strong with this one or something like that. That yeah. would have been a nice callback. Yeah. Would have been delightful. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we really have more to add on that storyline. It's just like a fun little thing that's happening. Yeah, I, I just, it's it's worth, uh, oh, bless so you. No, it's okay. Um, you have a mute button on your thing. Feel free to not use it. Uh, I thought you were going to press the, the beat button for me there. <laughs> but I pressed, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> uh, it, it, I want to I say that I really, it got me very emotional towards the end when she, when she's like, all right, guys. When Swender's like, yeah. Swender's like, why do we even do this shit, right? Like, yeah. what's the point? And when she's like, all right, guys, come with me. I was like, okay, they're for sure going to see the neuroblastoma kid. But yeah. I wish there would have been a moment at the end where Arizona looks up and sees that they're there. And they're, yeah. you know, Feeling but joy. it was very emotional. The kids obviously going to make a recovery is what we're led to believe. But good storyline, fun storyline, quirky. Weber's kind of a, a dickhead, but, you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, and Arizona, plus plus on her on her acting. Yeah, she's great. Um. Yeah, I hate that we didn't get really any Arizona and Callie in this one, but you can't have it all in every episode. You know what I mean? Not every episode could be the hundredth episode, right? Oh, so good. Uh, okay, so let's do Izzy. Then we'll jump into Izzy. Oh, I'll do Izzy. <clears throat> so this one starts with Izzy and Alex like walking. And she's like, I want you to meet my friends. And he's like, I literally know all of your friends. And she says, no, you know my doctor friends. Now I have a can- I'm cancerous and I have a patient. I'm a patient life and I have patient friends. So you have to come meet my patient friends. So she takes him to um, like where they do the IL-2 treatment and introduces him. And she's like, I have a husband. Like we're married. Um, super, super cute. And they're all like, congratulations. We're so happy for you. That's where Paris is. Um and so, yeah, just like a cute little way to start the epi, just starting to starting strong. Any notes on that? Are you good? You good? Yeah. Good? Sorry. I had a little bit of a yawn there. Um, I she had like, her, her ring that she showed off, which is yeah. like just a funny little goob, gooby ring. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a real one. And she's like, it is real. And I love yeah, that. That's cute. Yeah. Very cute. Uh, it's also always tough to when you see the cancer ward mm-hmm. because you know, in TV shows, they're like, all these motherfuckers are dying. Yeah. Every single one of them are going to die. Don't fall in love with any of them. Plot no twist. Safe. You will fall in love with every single one of them. They're yeah. all going to die. Yeah. But then she's like, yeah. Hey, show off that man meat. Show off that booty. Yeah. As he um, tricks him. And so, uh, yeah, it's we meet Paris. That's who Izzy seems to have bonded with the most at this point. Um, she's young. She's like 22. She has essentially the same thing that Izzy has. Um, and but she's only she did a bunch of surgeries and then she stopped doing surgeries and she's gone strictly tile too. And it's been like super successful. Like Swinder is like, look, I've figured it out. I've like cracked the code on how to treat this type of thing. Um, and you know, that's the back and forth of this episode is like, is Izzy going to do the surgery or is she just going to do the IL two? Um, and the risks of the surgery are like, obviously the biggest one is memory loss. And they, they do like the test to see, you know, if, if that part of her brain is damaged, how much of her memory will she lose? Spoiler alert, literally all of it. 
literally it was every little bit. Hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, it's brutal. Um uh, Kudos to Katherine Heigl on her acting skills in that scene though. Like yeah. my gosh. But Meredith and um Meredith gets so emotional. Like she cannot separate, which is like not super surprising. Like we know Meredith loves the people that she like she like loves her people fiercely. Um which obviously also comes into play in this episode with like why she tells Izzy like you can't do it, but she really is like, well, what's my name? Like when Izzy can't remember the three cards, um, she's like, well, who am I? Like, do you know who I am? Do you know who Alex is? Like, wh- who are you? Like, can you nod? Like, do you even have the ability to nod? Like it was, it was really rough. Meredith's upset, which obviously I'm sure was also scaring Izzy. Um, and so, you know, because of the way that test went down, Meredith is like, you can't have the surgery and which is the, obviously leads to the whole argument with Derek and everybody, but yeah. And it's, it's a bummer because you're like that scene starts very funny yeah. and she's like, all right, what is this? And she's like, is it a, a schnauzer or a, or a Scotty? What's, what's the right answer? And Derek's like, dog will be fine. <laughs> And then she shows her the next Meredith shows Izzy the next picture. And she's like, is it a, it's either a seven forty seven or a seven thirty seven. And Derek is like, you can just say plain <laughs> like, and then the house, the house comes up and she's like, it's, it's like a mid-century Victorian mansion. And he's like, house, house will do Izzy. You need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's just so funny. Like that is, yeah. it's obviously very sarcastic. It's funny. And then you get the scene where the brain goes frozen and she is cri- completely crippled. Yeah. And it's tough to watch. Yeah. Because in that moment, all I think of is I don't want her to forget Alex. Yeah. So sad for Alex. You know, he's just had so many, so many sads. He's had Better so many go. sads in his life. <laughs> Just want him to have one happies. Everyone um, deserves at least one happies. That's what I'm saying. And so, uh, yeah, that prompts Meredith to be like, you can't have the surgery. And then Izzy is, you know, very back and forth. She can't decide what she's going to do. She's she had. OK, then we get the Alex fight, which obviously we started to touch on. Um, so Alex is like so supportive. He's being so wonderful. He's like, whatever you decide, I'll support you. Like, I'm not here to make decisions for you. Like, I'm just here to like be your rock. Like, whatever you want to do, like I'm here. And she's like, well, I want you to decide. And he's like, no, you pick, babe. Like, I love you. You're amazing. You decide you're your own strong woman. And uh, then she just she's like, I'm not going to have the surgery. Uh, and that's when we get the bad Alex time. Um, the unhappy yelling the I'm your husband, which like the argument of like, it's not just you like consider other things like that. I'm not even saying that's an invalid argument, but like the presentation is really where my issue lies is like coming in hot, like the aggression, the yelling, the like basically being like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm deciding this for you. Like, it's just too much. I don't like it. It's not pleasant. Well, it, it also, it's, it's the complete 180 because yeah, that too. Catherine Heigl go she, Izzy is starts the episode by saying, you're my husband. You're supposed to stomp around and tell me what to do. And yeah. then he does it. And then we're all like, Oh, Whoa, Alex. Wait, no, that was gross. <laughs> we didn't actually like that. That was do not, do not do that, please. Yeah. It's like going into thinking you're going to really enjoy anal. And then it just poop comes out everywhere. You know, know like, Anywhere near a good comparison, <laughs> but I'm so glad you've managed to bring up anal sex in yet another episode. I I have never done that and never will do that. So I just want to make everyone <laughs> listening at home uncomfortable if I can. So my my wise words I will leave you with this are anal sex. Okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, Alex has that. <laughs> just remember you love me. You all love me. We're all great. It's okay. It's your favorite podcast. I'm Um, just a 13-year-old boy at the end of the day, guys. Poo-poo, pee-pee, buttholes, and boogers, okay? Um, Poo-poo, pee-pee. One million (laughs) poo-poo, pee-pees. Okay, wait. Where's the yelling part? Hold on. Let me find the yelling part. While you're looking that up, did you see... I said, I don't care for it. Did you see... (laughs) Oh, 
Yeah, well, yeah, no one. It's all bad. Did you see the uh, the episode, the, the little clip they posted of two competing Liam Neesons? Yes. Delightful. They're <laughs> fucking I geniuses. two of your daughters. So we'll, I'll give you one of your... No, and you give me another one of your daughter. No, no, I just... <laughs> My third daughter is right here. Victoria, are you over there? <laughs> yes, papa! <laughs> So if you guys have not watched the Game Changer show, you fucking watch it. Yeah. Look, look it up. I need to get an account. I need one of those. I need, yeah. I need to, to support them. Anyways, um, they're okay. Funny. They're funny, funny beans. Um, okay. So, also, I okay. This is I look out of left field. I sent an email to a creator who has made a lot of stuff about Grey's Anatomy. Who other people, multiple people who listen to our show have messaged me and been like, oh, you should have him on the show. Um, and I want to, his name in real life is Dan and I don't remember what his Instagram handle is. Let me look it up so I can get this correct. Is it Dan Dan? No. Oh. Um, Dan Cascio is his Instagram handle. Carmen, don't look. But he talks okay. a lot about Grace because he recently watched all of Grace for the first time and like made a lot of TikToks and Instagram reels about it. And so I messaged him because he started a podcast. So I was like, okay, cool. He like knows podcasts. He lives in Australia though. So I like know that it would probably be a nightmare trying to figure out time change and stuff or time scheduling. Yeah. Our schedule's like, hey, fucked up right now already to have you guys like, we would love to have you on the show if possible. And he never responded. And I didn't even DM him. I like sent it to his email. Wow. So everyone go tag him on Instagram and tell him to come on the show. Well, also nice you should way. you should tag him and you should also DM him and I'm just gonna start tagging him in our posts. No, I probably shouldn't. That's risky, no, you right? Shouldn't do that. Yeah. Oh man! But he didn't make a podcast about watching it for the first time, right? No, no, he's making a podcast because he also makes a lot of content about like Taylor Swift and Harry Styles specifically. And I think um, he has a podcast with someone else and they talk stuff. They talk about like pop culture type stuff, I believe. Well, everything we do is pop culture. Pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen her face after I said that. Anyways, okay. Okay. Alex and Izzy are truly in love, but their words don't reflect it in this moment. And yeah, Alex is crazy. Great. Alex is being too aggressive. Um, and then, but they each have their own individual conversations where yeah. Meredith is like, don't fucking do it. And Derek is like, you should fucking yeah, convince to her to think yeah. about doing it. <laughs> He's a little yeah, bit more diplomatic. Like a lot. Oh, and then I will say when Meredith brought up Ellis and Derek's like, that's not a fair comparison. And I, I am on Derek's side. Like, I agree. Like, I understand that like Meredith watching Ellis deteriorate like that, like, and then seeing Izzy do that um, in the little test thing, like would have been triggering and like would have brought back those like feelings. And that's what she wants to prevent. However, they have more, ability to prevent it because it's not just like this mysterious incurable disease of Alzheimer's. Like they have so much more ability when it's like, obviously like, yes, there's no cure for cancer, but like there is more treatment around it. So I, I, I am on Derek's side when he's like, it's not the same because it's not, but I also see why Meredith would have been like triggered into like that thought process as well. However, she it is for a sure makes good sense. doctor. So I feel like she could have been like, there is a way to prevent it. So I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't apples to oranges. But when you're when you're talking about your friend and it's Mm -hmm. it's all emotional, It's definitely hard to not get emotional about it. Yeah. Logic Um, goes out the window. Yeah. So. uh, Oh, yeah. So then that's when Izzy's talking to Allison about how her and Alex had the big fight. And she's like, well, he'll come around because you're going to do this IL-2 treatment. Like the tumor is going to shrink and like it'll be fine. Um, because that's what's working for her, which first of all, the whole thing with doing IL-2 is like the tumor might kill Izzy before the IL-2 has a chance to work. Like that's the whole debate. It's not like, oh, the IL-2 will work or you can do the super risky surgery. No, it's still like they're both risky. Um, so Allison's like, oh, well, I didn't do the surgery. I did this IL-2 and like, look at me, everything's great. And then obviously she just like goes, she just codes. And so Izzy's doing CPR, Christina... And Meredith come up, they take her to the surgery, then the surgery, like, she's in and out during the surgery, they have to put her on the ventilator, 
They don't even know if she's going to be stable enough to finish the surgery. They don't think she's going to come off the ventilator because of how long her brain went without oxygen. It's a very upsetting scene. Um, very sad. So, and Izzy that, overhears that whole yeah, conversation like with the family. And so that's kind of the catalyst for her deciding to do the surgery versus doing the IL two. And then also the moment with George, which we need to talk about. Um, so we have not had like a George Izzy moment. Like obviously he walked her down the aisle, but we haven't really had a moment of the two of them together. Um, conversation wise in a really long time. So it was nice to get to see them like be besties again. And he's like, you already decided. She's like, no, I don't know what to do. And he's like, you decided when you decided to fight. Like when you decided to fight, you decided to fight. Yeah. So you know what you're going to do. Yeah. It's about time. They use that best friendship for driving the plot along like they had for so long. Uh, My, my thing with, so a couple of thoughts. Number one, I do want to point out that Izzy Catherine Heigl looks great in the bikini. Number one. Yes. Obviously she's stunning. Stunning. Beautiful woman. I also want to call out that it is very comedic. It's a comedic uh, timing in some of these scenes where when Allison's like, "Um, are there birds around my head again? Like, am I Snow White right now? Like, what's what's the deal? And we obviously get a little bit more context as the episode goes along of like Izzy is hallucinating everything right now. Yeah. And Alex's eyes are physical beaches and it's all wild. So very interesting thought to put around that. I, with the George scene, when he comes in, he's like, you, you paged me. What's up? Like what, what seems to be the problem? And I think it's cliche in TV shows for them to be like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And they're like, you know, you know what you have to do. And we get a full on Kylo Ren stabbing Han Solo moment where he's like, I know what I have to do, but I don't know yeah. if I have the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Harrison Ford does come in and, and kicks the door <laughs> in on everyone. I bet he watches Grey's Anatomy if I had to guess. Interesting take. Yeah. So I think we should talk about that final scene with uh, Alex and Izzy, but I think we should take a quick moment from a word from our regional sponsors. Jeez. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. Do you have the the clip? What are you doing? I'm literally just watching myself and making faces. I'm tired. Sorry. Do you have the full monologue that Alex had said to Izzy as she's on the surgery, on the gurney going into surgery? Oh, no, but I have Izzy's, but I can pull up Alex's. Either. I mean, that that whole scene is is basically it's incredible. And she she goes in, she signs the DNR with 
okay. with Derek and Meredith, and then we yeah, get the scene after says, that. She says, you can cut into my brain, but I don't want to end up a vegetable. I want the surgery, but if something goes wrong, I don't want to end up on a ventilator, so I'm signing a DNR. Done, done, done. And then they're walking to the surgery, and Alex says, you went crazy. When Denny signed that DNR, you went crazy. Is that what you want? You want me cutting LVADs? You want me to wreck my career? Because I will. I will cut LVADs before I let you. And then she's like, just stop. And Alex says, you don't get to quit. You don't get to quit on me. Please tear it up. The DNR, tear it up. And that's when Izzy says, um, where your eyes are supposed to be right now, I see white sandy beaches and there's an ocean behind your head and there are ghosts wandering in and out. I can't live like this and I can't live. If something goes wrong in surgery, I don't want extraordinary measures taken to keep me alive. It's not what I want. I went crazy when Denny signed the DNR because I didn't understand. I didn't understand, but now I do. I need you to understand. I don't want you to go crazy. I want you to have a brilliant career and I hope that I get to be here for that. But if I can't, I just want to go to the other side. I don't know what's there, but it's got to be better than hospital beds and tubes on my throat. So please don't cut LVADs. Just if it comes to it, let me go. And right now, kiss me. Please kiss me and close your eyes because the beach is so distracting. Wow. Yeah. What part of that stood out most to you? First of all, when he's like, do you want me to cut LVADs? Because I will cut LVADs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're just all over with this. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I see both sides. Again, I feel like there's uh, a, a very common storyline in uh, medical shows where they're like, when you're closer to death, you have a better understand, like a more calm, like better understanding about it. Um, and then, you know, the people that are waiting are always like, don't do this. Don't sign the DNR, which like, to my understanding, you can have DNRs, but like put stipulations on it. Like you can be like, you know, try to keep me alive, but I don't want to live on a ventilator or like try to keep me alive, but like, let me be on a ventilator. Like if I'm in a coma, Versus if I'm brain dead, like keep me on a ventilator. If I'm in a coma and you know, I could wake up, like keep me on it. But if I'm in, if I'm brain dead, like you can, I feel like they, sometimes they act like it's just nothing. Like if you, if you just stop, if you just code during surgery, everyone just hands off and that's it. Like that's how they act sometimes. And I just don't know that that's a great representation of reality in that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask as an open forum, anyone who is a doctor or a PA or a nurse or in the healthcare field in general, send Kelsey an email, graysacademypod at gmail.com and let us know what really goes on with those DNR situations. Because that's, I agree. I feel like it's very much, oh, if there's any complication, we, it's, it's, nope, no one touch it. It's it. That person's dying. They sign a DNR, they're dead. So, yeah, that's a good call out, Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so, but I loved that he was like, um, you know, I'll cut the LVAD wires. And she's like, all right, settle down. Um, which, you know, again, I do feel like they they show the clips where she's sitting on a beach with Denny. But the the way they're talking about what she's hallucinating is obviously so much more intense than that. So, um Obviously, I've I understand when she's like, I can't live like this. I'm like, yeah, that sounds bad. That's wild. Like, I mean, it would be so easy to like really lose a grasp on reality if that's what you were seeing. Um, so yeah. Uh, but God, I mean, yes, Al- bad episode for Alex. Great acting episode for Justin Chambers, though. So good. He's at the so at the end, though, it, he he kind of redeems himself, yeah, and he's it's like, really just the yelling part. That was bad. Yeah. It's, it's the, I'm going to make the decision because I'm your yeah. husband mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Don't love it. Yeah. I, I definitely have the right to make decisions on Jessica's behalf, but not because I am her husband. It's because she would do the same thing in the same scenario. Uh, we're <laughs> equals. Yeah. We equally decide crazy things for each other. It has nothing to do with our gender. <laughs> That's the part that really frustrated me. But you come around at the end and basically he's sitting there, he's crying and he's like, I will, I will take the life of a human for you. I will throw away my career. And she's like, no, just have a fucking brilliant career regardless. I love you. Kiss me. You sandy son of a bitch. 
Like, <laughs> so it was a good, it's great, great acting. And that's kind of a cliffhanger for us. Yeah, she's going into surgery at the end of the episode. So you want to make a prediction on that? I... She has to come out of the surgery. Because they did a foreshadowing scene with Izzy leaving the wedding. You know what? As I'm saying that, I think I'm understanding now. That was all that, the same day. Yeah. Alex was in a vest at the wedding. He wore that light purple vest. That was what he wore to the wedding. She had changed out of the white dress into her... Hospital gown. And the scarf clear. and everything. Yeah. yeah. But wow. So they literally... She got married and they shaved her head immediately after the, the wedding. Yeah. Wow, this is all clicking to me real time. Yeah. Hmm. I need to think through about what I want to want to happen now. <laughs> I don't know. I I was thinking, wow, they're gonna have the full the full circle wedding moment, and it's gonna be like one of those M Night Shyamalan. It starts, and then they go three weeks earlier, and they uh, circle it back. You know. Fuck! I misread that whole situation, and talking it out now, I'm realizing. I'm an idiot. This is fun. Yeah. That's why we do this. That's yeah. why we do the show, guys. Okay. So she makes it out of surgery and then dies afterwards, like Allison. Oh, okay. But she, she's gonna she's gonna make it out of surgery. Mm-hmm, but she's not on a ventilator because no the DNR. So but she she's, like is fine after surgery. Yes. And then there will be a complication. She's going to get a final goodbye. Whatever happens, she gets a goodbye. Even if she dies or she strokes out like Denny, which would be just wild uh, parallel parallels. And Denny's standing there in the corner and holding her hand as she's stroking. Man, that's, that's my official prediction. She dies of a stroke, but Denny is there with her the whole time. And you see Izzy look up, and it's one tear coming out of her eye as she says goodbye to Denny. But she gets a goodbye. Goodbye to Denny. No, no, she says goodbye to everyone else. She doesn't say she the tear. The tear is her way of saying goodbye to Denny. But why would she say goodbye to Denny if she's dying? She's going to be with him. He's dead. Also, I get that. (laughs) I don't know. This is hard. (laughs) You guys making predictions on a show I've never seen before is hard. It is. Um, but I think some some version of she gets through the surgery. She remembers everyone. She says she has these moments. She has like these closing, these scene closing moments where she has closure with everyone in the show who's close to her. And then she dies of a complication okay. alone. Oh, alone. Like Denny. In peace. Like Denny. Like how yes. Denny was alone. Yes. I see. I see. Is there a problem? <laughs> Yeah, but this time Derek cheats on Meredith with Addison. Addison oh comes back. Oh, my God. The twists. <laughs> Derek has sex with Lexi. <laughs> um, oh, yucky. Okay. Do we have anything else to say then? I don't think so. I, I know that we... I'm a little bit annoyed that that causes Meredith to be like, Let's just get shotgun married. It's not a shotgun wedding. Do you But it's cute. Do it's you know cute. what a shotgun wedding is? Yeah, the pastor is a shotgun. No. The wedding is officiated by a shotgun holding a Bible. Do you Do you actually know? I I assume that it's just when you decide term, to do it. No, the term shotgun wedding comes from if the the couple gets pregnant and they're not married and typically uh, they are younger and the dad is like forcing them to get married. So he's like holding a shotgun to the boy, making him marry the daughter because he's gotten her pregnant. Ah, that is my understanding of the background of the term shotgun wedding. I did not know that. Yes. So, so. they are not having a shotgun wedding. <laughs> They're having an but impromptu. I see what you're saying though. A, 
a quick, quick, quick. I mean, quick. I like the I don't want to spend another day not being married to you, especially watching like watching Izzy not remember, watching how upset Alex is about the potential of losing Izzy, just like knowing like, and she even said, she's like, I thought it would be me like forgetting, like getting Alzheimer's and forgetting everybody. Um, and she like, I like her basically being like, I'm going to live my life now because we, and I mean, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what Christina is saying. Like people just go out and die. You don't know, like you can save them and then they can just leave and die. So yeah, I think it it all kind of comes together. Yeah, yeah. It's ultimately it's going to be nice, and I'm 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 going to be excited for them when they get married after Izzy dies, and that's my prediction. Uh, anything else I need to predict before we rank this episode? Um, you said Bailey would not do peds. You said you have no idea with George. You said you said Izzy. You said Derek and Meredith are going to get married. Oh, after Izzy dies, Alex ends up marrying Olivia. <laughs> right. Perfect. Um, oh, Lexi and Mark. I'm concerned at yeah, the longevity really of their don't relationship. Seem to be on the same page at this point. Yeah. I, th- I think that Mark is more into Lexi than Lexi is into him in this exact moment but only because of how career driven she is. Yeah. I don't think that they have different amounts of being into each other. I think it's more about she timing that she can't be that into him and be a doctor. Fair. Fair. She's really buying into the, you can't have it all thing, which like, I just think you can. Yeah. In this scenario, I think you can have a successful career and have a very like thriving relationship with a spouse or partner. I just, it's don't true. Think that's, difficult I yeah mean, it might be difficult but i don't think it's impossible which a lot of people sometimes make it out to be and it's anyways um anything with cali in arizona we haven't really heard from them in a while uh no but i'm i'm happy that we're the last time we saw them they were naked in bed eating pizza that's always mm-hmm. a good sign for everyone involved True. and and then anything with um christina and owen you said they're gonna everything's gonna work out in the next episode they're gonna have sex and be together yeah they're totally gonna boink okay um i think that's it big yawns it is 4 a.m for you though it is very late for me it is several hours past my bedtime and the time has changed so it's really past my bedtime yeah um and so i um let's rate it all right you go first i'm gonna give this one a four, mm, 3.8. I'm gonna give it a 3.8. It's like setting things up. Obviously it's like cliffhangery, but I think like, it, you know, it does good things. I didn't, you know, I wish that we could have had some more Cali and any Cali in Arizona. Um, I, with the story, I think they did a good job with the storyline with um, Charlie, but I felt, I wish there had been more with Callie it just felt like she was, she, I know she decided to do it, but I also felt like she still was like being forced to do it in a way. Like she still like didn't want to do it. I don't know. I just felt like I wish that had been wrapped up a little differently on her end, but I also understand like having her be steadfast in not wanting to do it, but also doing it. I don't know. It's confusing, but I like um, Owen going to see his mom and I like Christina going with him. Um, I, again, I remember watching this live and, jaw on the floor with the whole George joining the army thing. Like that's just a good cliffhanger, you know? Yeah. I, I wanted originally to give this episode like just a three, just a, uh, just a resident. And the more and more we talked about it, I actually got bumped up to a Mm 3.5. And most of that bump comes from the George, the George kind of like, uh, shock factor and how they played that end of the episode. The thing that I've really started to appreciate about this show, and I'm not sure what this is going to look like as the show goes on and as they build these episodes and you get into season 19, but 
the end of the episode, sometimes the last two minutes of the episode have more action than the entire rest of the episode. And not from like a like a like an actual action or medical piece. It's there's just mm-hmm. something there's drum, drama. Something happens. Yeah. They're gonna set something up, and they're good with cliffhangers because even though this episode was not great, knowing that Izzy's going to surgery, knowing that Owen just reunited with with his mom and Christina's there, and George just shook his hand and joined the army. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's crazy! All yeah. in the last two minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, three point five. I'm excited for the future. I just don't know where this George storyline is going because I don't also know a lot about military contracts and I don't know how, like if, if there's a 24 hour period to be like, ah, mind. that's guys. It's not you. It's me. Right. So I don't know where that story is going like, but I feel good with my predictions. Next episode, I'm fully prepared for it to be just a fucking roller coaster, wild ass ride. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, thank you for your patience with our scheduling shenanigans. We we will be here next week with the finale um, and we are thrilled to do it we can't believe with finishing five whole seasons of the show i'm so proud of us it's um, cr- it doesn't even feel like it was possible when we first started i know, I know. and here it's we are beans. and i love the are. show i know and i'm glad you love it um and so uh again you can follow us on instagram Gray's academy pod chaotically kelsey carmen gabriel official um you can email me at gracecademypod at gmail.com if you join our patreon you can be on our discord where we like to chit chat with friends and we are uploading a new patreon the same day that we upload this episode so lots of fun stuff over there there's a couple different tier options you can choose from so yeah um so excited to have you guys supporting us please continue to share tell all your friends tell all your neighbors tell all the strangers on the street but if you see carmen no spoilies if i'm walking down the street don't do it there's no interest that i have in the show being ruined take a picture take a selfie join the discord join the patreon leave a five-star review but do not do any spoilies thank you all We appreciate you, and we will see you all in the next one.